Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. It's a very busy day. We had the ultra-rare Tuesday night NFL game last night. Statement win for the Titans. Going to talk about that. Le'Veon Bell, the disaster that is his tenure with the Jets and where he should go next. We're going to talk about that. A lot of different interesting options there. Quarterback stuff out there to get to. And we'll take some calls in this hour as well. But right now, I want you to hear about just a little while ago, I had a chance to sit down with the great Brett Favre for a few minutes, and we went through a lot of different stuff. You will hear him talking not only about Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, but you will hear him talk about all the young quarterbacks out there that they always say are the next Brett Favre. So here he is, the Hall of Famer, with me on Greeny on ESPN Radio in 3, 2, and 1. Back on ESPN Radio and delighted to welcome back to this program on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, the one, the only, the Hall of Famer, Brett Favre is back with me. Brett, I always appreciate this. Where do we find you today? How, how do we find you filling what looks like a beautiful day from what I can see behind you? Man, I tell you, uh, Greeny, it's an absolutely beautiful day here in Mississippi. No humidity. It's probably in the 50s. Uh, you know, we, we bottle these up and, and, uh, and try to save them. But I'm actually uh, at the golf range. As uh, soon as we're done, I'm going to hit some balls, try to get better <laughs> my game. Right, I'm with you, and I, I wish I could join you. Let, let's start by talking about your former team and your former teammate in Aaron Rodgers, who has had, obviously, a sensational career, but has never played better than he has played the first four games of this season, both statistically and the eye test shows you that. What do you see in what Aaron is doing so far? Um, I, I see he's doing everything right. You know, uh, they haven't turned the ball over um, as a team, which is nothing short of amazing. Aaron doesn't turn the ball over anyway, uh, so that's nothing new. Um, but utilizing all you – know, I think it helps that their running game is as good as it is uh, at, at this point so that not all, not all the pressure falls off on, on Aaron, but he's util, utilizing each and every player in his arsenal. And um, who do you stop? Um, and he's, ac- he's always been accurate. He's always been uh, a very good decision maker. Um, uh, I, I, I think it's the best he's ever played. Yeah, the numbers would suggest that. His QBR is actually the highest through four games of any player ever. Another thing I've heard people say is that the second year in a system makes a huge difference. How much of a factor do you think it is that he's now had a year in this offense and is more comfortable in it? Well, I think it certainly uh, helps. But to me, and I don't know this for certain, but it looks like they're running a lot of the stuff that they ran previous. Now, maybe they call it something a little different. Um, but you see a lot of the plays uh, schematically that you've seen in the past, which is a very smart thing if you're, you're Matt LaFleur. Um, what they did uh, prior to you getting there was pretty effective. Maybe add a wrinkle or two. Uh, maybe use some of your terminology, but don't shy away from, from what he's done so well for so long. So I see a little bit of, of previous uh, scheme um within their offense and it's working and Brett Favre with me on ESPN radio one more thought on that is I've wondered a lot how much all of the external circumstances that have happened have factored into how well he is playing some of the doubters that have been out there with him the organization drafting the quarterback this past year how much of a factor do you think all those things are in how well he has played so far I think I think it all uh, is contributing to how he plays you know Aaron is probably one of the uh, 
aside from maybe Tom Brady, one of the fiercest competitors and uses any anything that maybe we would overlook as a, a, something very minute, he uses that as motivation to up his game. And not that he needs to, but um, I think that's what he's done in this case. Uh, he's, he's kind of just lumped it all in and is, is letting it, letting it drive him um, to, to how he's playing thus far. Brett Favre is with me. Let's talk about what was the biggest story in the NFL this past weekend. Dak Prescott, the quarterback of the Cowboys, and everyone is aware of, of how his contractual situation has gone, betting on himself, playing as well as he has. And then there he is lying there with his foot facing in the wrong direction and the tears in his eyes. I just wonder, as, as a former player and a quarterback, what, what's the first thought that enters your mind when you see that happen? Well, for me, you know, and, and I'm, I'm aging myself a little bit. And I know you can relate to this. I thought about Joe Theismann mm-hmm. uh, first and, and how gruesome that was and how unfortunate. Um, no no player should ever have to go through that. And, uh, of course, Dak is one of the good guys in the league. Um, and that was obvious by the outpouring of support that uh, that we all saw and heard. Um, and he was playing exceptionally well. I mean, you know, not that that's any reason um, – to have compassion or not, but I, I just, I just, you know, my, my first thought was, you know, the, the Theismann injury, but secondly, I thought about how well he was playing, how unfortunate it is from a timing uh, aspect. And, um, and then I started thinking about the contract situation, you know, how that will resolve itself now uh, uh, in the end. You've been around the block and back a few times. What do you expect to happen there with regard to the contract? Theismann broke his leg at a totally different time in terms of medical advance. So, so Dak Prescott, all the expectation is that he'll be able to play as soon as next season. So how do you expect the contract thing to work itself out? Well, I think uh, based on how he was playing and, and how he will recover or how his recovery is going, you know, I, Look, I'm, I'm certainly no expert, but I would think March, um, Jerry and Stephen Jones probably, you know, okay, where where is Dak at this point? What, you know, is he ahead? Is he behind in his recovery? Um, you know, there's a lot of money riding on this. I think they want to 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 get something done, but they have to see that he will recover and recover, you know, as close to 100% as possible. The great Brett Favre is with me on ESPN Radio. You mentioned Tom Brady a little while ago. The last time you and I talked was before the season, and we talked a lot about our expectations. So through five games, what what have you seen from Brady? Where do you think he is, and where do you think he can have his game and his team by the end of this season? Well, I think he, barring injury, I think he will get better each and every week. Now, I know they lost last week, but, you know, I said this from day one. If they can protect Tom, um, it's it's close or – you know, or even better than they, than he was protected in New England, he'll pick you apart. Um, and they've struggled a little bit with protection. I know Khalil Mack had a had an awesome game last week. Now he's a tough one to block. Um, but without a preseason, without an offseason, and with a new team, it's it's tough for anyone. So I, I look at each and every week as a as a learning curve and and a little bit better. Um, and even in the Chicago game, I saw signs of, of improvement. And uh, I think that will be the case throughout the year. I mean, you got to look at it as they're just coming out of preseason. 
so if they can stay healthy and keep Tom upright, I think that they will be contenders in the end. Brett Favre is with me here for another moment on ESPN Radio. I, I laugh because every time a young quarterback comes into the NFL and, and looks good and looks like they have any sort of swagger about them, they immediately are named the next Brett Favre. You are the person everyone always goes to. There's, no one is ever the next anybody else. They're always the next Brett Favre. What is your, whenever you hear that, you hear an announcer on, you're watching a game, oh, this guy could be the next Brett Favre. He's got a little Brett Favre in him. What is your reaction when you hear that? If I'm not actually, if I'm listening, but I haven't, I'm not watching the game. I go, he must have threw the ball underhand, or, <laughs> or shot, or he must have did some oddball fake or something like that. I, I, I get a kick out of it. I, it sure is nice to be mentioned with some of these great young quarterbacks today. So uh, I, I certainly get a kick out of it, have some fun with it. Out of the young, there are probably more really good young quarterbacks in the NFL right this minute than there have been maybe at any time that I can remember, of them, which one do you most enjoy watching? Which, which one will you make sure you stop everything else and watch play football right now? Well, you, you know, Lamar Jackson and uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, obviously are high on the list. Um, you, you know, that wow factor is certainly at a, at a premium with those guys. Um, but Baker Mayfield is starting to play the way I think everyone hoped uh, in Cleveland that he would play. And uh, his leadership is, is, is awesome. His playmaking ability is uncanny. Uh, Kyler Murray, uh, pretty dynamic player, you know, uh, running and throwing. Uh, you just never know. So uh, you're right. I think the, 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 the young players at the quarterback position is like no other. In, in, in recent memory for me. I, I, and it's kind of kosher now to come in and play right away um, because the offenses, I think these young guys are more schooled than the offenses um, based on how they played in college. So it, it's really fun to watch. I agree. Brett Favre with me, and he has officially entered the CBD space as the ambassador for new direct-to-consumer brand Green Eagle. Brett, tell us about that. Yeah, I, you know, I, if you'd have said to me two years ago or a year ago that I would entertain uh, CBD or be a spokesman, I would have, I would have said you're crazy because I, like probably most people in the United States, uh, relate CBD with uh, with marijuana. And um, I certainly don't do that. And I'm an, it's a big advocate for uh, um, non-addictive pain relievers. Um after spending three different stints in, in rehab and the longest of set, 75 days prior to winning the Super Bowl for an opiate uh, addiction. So, um, yeah, I was approached by Green Eagle and um, for to be a spokesman. Once I kind of learned the, um, the, the, the inside scoop on it, I mean, it, it's, it's what I am uh, a spokesman for has no uh, addictive uh, – ingredients in it and no THC, which is the, the main ingredient, uh, uh, when you talk about uh, drug relation. So, uh, I, I just needed to try it. I tried it. I, surprisingly it worked, uh, cause I'm, I'm probably a, the toughest sell as you can imagine, uh, on, on products like that. So, uh, it was a no brainer for me. Um, it, it actually works and it's not, uh, it's not addictive. So, uh, I'm all for it. 
Very good. Brett Favre, it is always a pleasure to see you. Thank you so much for doing this. Stay healthy, and I'll see you soon. All right, Greeny. All right, and so that was Brett Favre. Uh, we taped that interview right after I finished Get Up today, so it was just a couple of hours before you just heard it here, and, and it is always a pleasure to talk to him. And he is, you know, he's a refreshingly candid person. If you listen, he'll give you answers to these questions. He's, he's not just playing games. He doesn't have agendas as a lot of former NFL players do. And, and you know, he's not a paid analyst. He's, he's not like working at ESPN or NFL Network or anything covering the sport, but he's still, as you can hear, very close to it and watching all the games and into it and all the rest of that. And I thought that was a really good discussion. And I, I appreciate his time and I appreciate him joining me on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. And one other thing I wanted to comment on, psychology is a subject that is of great interest to me. I think it's fascinating. Um, Maybe one of the reasons I'm so interested in it is never having been a great athlete myself, the part of it that I could or can relate to the most or try to understand or try to put myself in the place of the most is the psychological piece. I mean, the little bit of competitive sports that I played when I was young, I remember so vividly, I played a little competitive tennis and I remember... Um, the way I would feel before matches. I remember the, the way nerves would affect me. I remember times that I thought I, there was no way I would win, and I did. I remember times when I genuinely believed I would win when I didn't, and the impact that would have on me and how it would inf- affect my confidence. Like, I find that stuff really interesting, and it's something that a- any of us can relate to, and it applies to things well beyond sports, of course. So I find that part of it interesting. So the reason I'm saying all of that is a long preamble to You heard Brett Favre sort of validate something, I think, which is that I believe one of the reasons Aaron Rodgers is playing as well as he is is because they drafted his replacement. He's playing so well, I don't know that Jordan Love is actually going to wind up being his replacement at this point. I don't know what's going to happen with that situation. But you would be out of your mind to be thinking past Rodgers right now. I said this before, and I will say it to you again. Aaron Rodgers' QBR right now is 92.5. That is the highest through four games in the history of that metric. It takes into account everything a quarterback does to influence a game. Aaron Rodgers has had the best quarter of a season any quarterback has ever had. You you basically can't play better than he's played. Now, it's only a quarter of a season, of course. There's a lot left to come. But I do think that Rodgers is a guy... Like, I don't know him well. I've, I've been around him a little. I've, I did one event with him one time. I liked him very much. I think he's super smart. And like a lot of the really super intelligent people that you may know, he has a side to him where he questions things. He, he doesn't suffer fools particularly well. I think he sometimes lets his frustration show a little bit. And I think over recent years, we saw a lot of that side of him. And I will continue to say, I believe part of the reason for that is because he can't really come out and say what he wants to say, which is this organization has really not done me any favors. They've not put pieces around me. He hasn't completed a pass to a first-round pick wide receiver in forever. They don't help him with pieces around him. I think he and Mike McCarthy, I, I think he was disillusioned and disenchanted by McCarthy as a coach for quite a while towards the end of their time together. And I think, I think it, it got to him a little bit. And I think that all the things that happened this offseason, people questioning how he was playing, and then the team going out and trading up to draft 
a player who is there to take his job. That's, that's what Jordan Love is there to do. Jordan Love is there to take his job. That legendary G on the helmet when you're the quarterback and that's your job. I can't fathom what that must be like. Brett, Bart Starr did that and Brett Favre did that and now Aaron Rodgers does that and it's one of the most prestigious positions in all of American sports. And the Packers just basically said to him, we just turned over the timer. You know, what are those those little egg timers, whatever those things are called, that you turn over in the hourglass, the sand starts running down, and they basically said, hey, we just turned this one over on you, Aaron. We're moving on. I have to believe somewhere inside of him that is part of the reason that he's playing so well. But whether he knows it or not, it's not to suggest he wasn't trying as hard as he could before. But you can always try harder. I use this example a lot. Usain Bolt wants to win a gold medal really, really badly. He runs as hard as he can every single time he's in the Olympics. But he would run faster if there was a bear behind him. You can always run faster. And Aaron Rodgers, I believe, gave it everything he had all these last couple of years. But you can always give it more. And that's why there is in sports, I believe, such a thing as 110%. And I think that's where he is now. So Rodgers is playing great. Let's just stay on this for the moment here, and we'll get to the Le'Veon Bell stuff after a break because I want to give that a full, I want to give that its full due. I have quite a lot to say. I showed a good deal of, of, I thought, restraint on Get Up today. I showed a little restraint in our first hour. I have a few things to get off my chest, and I will do so in about 15 minutes. But let's let's take these minutes that I have here then to circle back to last night, and let's just give some love to the Tennessee Titans. I saw some people reacting to a few of the things that I said on Twitter off the top of the show. For the Tennessee Titans to accomplish what they did last night, I really think is one of the great wins we've seen in the NFL in a long time, not just this year. They hadn't played in 16 days. All the course of those 16 days, they practiced three times. Their team had been all over the place. They'd been criticized by everybody. The whole, the rest of the league, the other players on other teams were calling for them to be heavily fined, suspended, dealt with, forfeit. All of this is out there. And they're, they're doing their meetings on Zoom like they're an accounting firm. And they got to go out and play a football game against a team that had become everybody's darling. People were writing the bills into the AFC championship game and giving Josh Allen the MVP. Last night, they picked him off twice. Derrick Henry threw Josh Norman across the football field. Ryan Tannehill accounted for four touchdowns. And Mike Vrabel's Titans are 4-0, banking a huge win against a good team. The Titans are a force to be reckoned with. They're 11-3 with Tannehill as their starting quarterback. And their coach is as good as anybody in the sport. He is the first of the Belichick disciples who's going to be great. Because the other Belichick disciples all wanted to be Bill. And Vrabel wants to be Vrabel. You want to know why Matt Patricia is not working in Detroit? Because he wants to be Bill. You know why Eric Mangini didn't work with the Jets? Because he wants to be. He wanted to be Bill. These guys are all trying to show you they were Bill. Josh McDaniels wanted to be Bill. He's trying to show you uh, he was Bill. I'm Bill. Matt Vrabel. My, Matt Vrabel. Mark. Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel is Mike Vrabel. He isn't trying to be anybody else. He learned the lessons from the great Belichick. But he himself is a leader of men. And he has that team playing as hard and as well as anybody in the league. And I find myself rooting for them every time I watch them play. So I forget about forfeiting. That team might just wind up taking an an even larger step than it did last year when it made it all the way to the AFC Championship game. All right, coming up next, uh, I will give you my thoughts 
on the absolute disaster that is the New York Jets, Le'Veon Bell, and I will tell you why there are a lot of fans out there, particularly those in Chicago, who should be paying very close attention. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like For the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. On we go, bottom of the hour, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. I'm coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17, South Street Seaport in Lower Manhattan, New York City today. And delighted that you are with me, just joining me, just Miss Brett Favre, who was terrific. I really enjoyed that chat with him, and it'll be on the podcast a little later as we discussed. Hashtag Greeny is the name of the show. It's the name of the podcast, and both hours are available every single day wherever you get your podcasts. But I need to spend a moment on what happened with Le'Veon Bell, not just yesterday, but over the course of the last year and a half. I insist we talk about this. Greeny insists is brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Because we talked earlier today about some things you have to quantify with numbers and others you can just see. And in the case of really, really, really bad sports organizations, you get both. And with the case of the New York Jets, I can do either one. All you have to do is pay attention to what's going on and you realize they're a circus. Is that the circus music that we have? Am I the only one who wasn't expecting it to sound like that? Hold on a sec. We need a meeting. We need a quick meeting with the staff. Bubba, I said I want some circus music. To me, circus music is... I think if you were going to let it play, it was about to get to that. Well, but why would you... Why would I let it play? <laughs> well, I, I mean... Why wouldn't you just start it where the part, the recognizable part is? I didn't start it, so I don't... What do you mean you, know. you didn't start it? You put it on... The way this works I, is you put it on the I screen. I didn't. You know, our producer back there did. I so. don't have the ability... To do anything. Let's not pass the buck over there, hashtag Bubba. Well, the best laid plans. Why not? <laughs> the point is, the Jets are a circus. They're a circus. They, they are... <laughs> they're not the only ones. Uh, at this point, it, just a genuine... They're a joke. They're a laughing stock. And as a rule, you don't need me to give you data to quantify that. But now I can. The New York Jets a year and a half ago made the decision to make Le'Veon Bell the second highest paid running back of all time 
which made sense because he was the most productive running back of all time. And in a year and a half, they took that guy to a place where he had literally zero value. Zero. They couldn't give him away. They couldn't pay someone to take him off their hands. That's what they did to Le'Veon Bell. That's what coming to the Jets did to a player who, when he arrived, had the second biggest contract that any running back had ever received because he was the most productive running back of all time. So that's really well quantified. You don't need to know any more than that. And people have asked me who I blame. And I don't even blame Adam Gase anymore. He is the worst coach I've ever seen. But someone is making the decision. Someone made the decision to hire him, and someone is making the decision to allow him to coach this team to the obvious detriment of everything about the football operation. And if you listen to the questions and answers about this today, I don't need to insert, I don't need to insert any commentary. So they release Le'Veon Bell yesterday who arrived in New York again with the second biggest contract. This was like Zeke Elliott, Todd Gurley kind of contract. Listen to the questions and the answers for the coach on the day after he is released. Do you agree with the perception that you misused him? Uh, it's, it's irrelevant at this point. Yeah, but I, you know, Adam, when a team makes a, a free agent investment that large and it ends before two seasons, I think the fans are interested and knowing why it didn't work out with a player of that stature. Yeah, it didn't work out. It didn't work out, and we're going to focus on this game right now. Well, there you go. He's a man of few words, and none of them are worth hearing. Um, listen, it's as simple as this. At this point, the Jets are more than just a bad team. There are a lot of bad teams in the NFL. They are truly a laughing stock and a circus. If I had actual circus music, I'd play it. But the person responsible for that is Christopher Johnson, the owner of the the team, the acting governor of the team, at least. His brother is actually the owner, but his brother is right now the ambassador to the United Kingdom. So this is the mess that Christopher uh, Johnson has made. And he's the only person, I guess, who can clean it up. But just be aware, if you're wondering where I stand, as a lifelong fan, long before Christopher Johnson even knew who the Jets were, I was sitting upstairs at Shea Stadium with my dad, on a windy, freezing cold December day when they were losing to Oakland 30-6. to six. And my dad said to me as people were walking out of the stadium, Michael, a real fan stays till the end. So I stay to the end, and I will. I'm 53 years old, and I'll be, I'll be a Jet fan if I live to be 93 years old. So I'm with them to the end. But just know that if Christopher Johnson was the CEO of a publicly traded company, he would be removed by the board of directors for cause immediately. What he has done to the franchise over the course of the last two years is pathetic and embarrassing and disgraceful. And there is, in my view, almost no chance that they succeed so long as the current people are in charge. That's what I think. Did you just change the song, by the way? But I just saw something flash over. That's the music I wanted. That's the way we put a smile on our face at even the worst of times. And I'll tell you one better, because you can be miserable if you're a Jet fan, but I'll tell you two places they should be excited. Because the um, Le'Veon Bell was released by the Jets yesterday. He doesn't officially become a free agent until 4 o'clock Eastern time this afternoon. And when he does, the, the place that I'm hearing connected to him the most is Chicago. The Bears lost Tariq Cohen to an injury. And I'm telling you right now, 
If you were listening to me in Chicago right now, and if you were listening on ESPN 1000 later in the day, and you hear Waddle and Sylvie say, Adam Schefter is reporting that the Bears have come to terms with Le'Veon Bell for the rest of the season, you should do cartwheels. You should be, you should be celebrating whilst sitting in traffic on the Eisenhower. Because Le'Veon Bell is going to make a difference for someone this year. I am, do not allow what happened with the Jets to fool you into thinking he can't play anymore. That was a Jets thing, not a Bell thing. And I'll tell you what, last year when Darnold got mono and, and you, you, you could have packed that whole thing in if you were Le'Veon Bell. He didn't. He handled that like a pro. He was vi- I was very impressed with the way he handled that situation. And finally, he couldn't take it anymore with Adam Gase because nobody can. Jamal Adams got himself out of there as fast as he could. No one's coming here. No one wants to play for that guy. So do not be fooled into thinking Le'Veon Bell can't play anymore because he can. So if he does wind up with the Bears, which is where a lot of people are pointing, you should be celebrating. I'll tell you where I think he's going to go. Nothing would be more Bill Belichick than getting Le'Veon Bell for a song. And that's what you can get him for. The offset language in the contract means the Jets pay the rest of his salary. So you could get him for whatever the minimum is. So you sign him for nothing. So you could have Cam Newton and Le'Veon Bell for nothing. What could be more Bill Belichick than that? What could be more Bill Belichick than the Jets pay a guy to come to your team and win a championship for you? And I'm not suggesting Le'Veon Bell is what he was three years ago, but he's not done. He can still make a difference with somebody. Le'Veon Bell's a, still a good player. And if he winds up in New England, he will be great. If he winds up in Chicago, I think he'll be good. If he goes back to Pittsburgh, if he goes back to Pittsburgh, I asked Ryan Clark this morning, do you believe that the bridges were burned there so badly that that's out of the question? And he didn't seem to think they were. And Mike Talman is a great coach. I can actually give you further evidence of just how great a coach Mike Tomlin is. In fact, I'll do that next. Let me save that for just a moment. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Call or click today. Find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. I'm going to open up the phones for you next. I do this every single day. We find uh, a phone call subject of the day, and this one is one of my favorites. It's what do you want to know? What do you want to know? You can ask me anything you want about sports, and I will do my best to answer. 888-SAY-ESPN is my phone number. We'll do your calls, and I will give you the best evidence you could ever ask for of what a great coach Mike Tomlin is. We will do both of those next. 888-SAY-ESPN right after this. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
All right, back with you, Greeny, here on ESPN Radio. Going to come to your calls in a minute. We will play What Do You Want to Know? Your chance to ask me whatever you'd like about the world of sports. But I did promise you this real quickly. And that is, here's a, a terrific tweet from Joe Rutter, a reporter who covers the Steelers. Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Martavis Bryant combined for 34 touches, 365 yards, and five touchdowns in January 2018 playoff loss to Jaguars. Today, they're all unemployed. Look at how much he got out of those guys. Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Martavis Bryant. And for a variety of different reasons, right now, none of them are on an NFL team. Bell will be probably by the time this day ends. But even so, Mike Tomlin is the best and least appreciated great coach that we have in sports. I think, I think people are starting to appreciate him now a little bit more. All right, we finish it up today with your calls. What do you want to know is the name of the game. You jump on here, you ask me any question you'd like about the world of sports. Kyle, you're first up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Kyle, what do you want to know? Hey, Greeny. Uh, Kyle from Dallas. I wanted to ask, what do you think the odds are of Giannis coming to Dallas in 2021? And hopefully when that happens, would that make us immediate title favorites? You're a title contender anyway. I hope Giannis doesn't go anywhere. Um, I have no reason to think that Dallas would or wouldn't be where he would go. I, I haven't given that any thought, to be honest with you. I think that your big two is in place. If Porzingis can stay healthy, and that's obviously a huge if, Luka Doncic is on the verge of being one of the top three players in the NBA for the next 10 years. So the Mavericks are set. You're looking to put pieces around those guys. If somehow Giannis decided he wanted to go there, obviously you don't turn that down. But I don't have any reason to think it's going to happen. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. The league is a better place if Giannis stays in Milwaukee. That's what I hope he does. Dan, you're next on ESPN Radio. We're in the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Dan, what do you want to know? I want to know who you think the next or the uh, best team is to have a shot at going 16-0 this year in the NFL. What do you think? Well, I would have thought it was Kansas City, to be honest with you, and I still think when all is said and done, they're the best team, or they're, they're the team to beat. I believe they will win the Super Bowl, even if they don't wind up with the best record. Who are the unbeaten? Seattle? Green Bay? Tennessee? Pittsburgh? Am I missing one? Someone else unbeaten? Say it again. Is that it? That's it. I guess of those, the most complete, well, I'll say the one that's in the worst division is Tennessee. So I don't think any of them will go 16-0. But if I had to pick one, Dan, I'll take the Titans because I think they're in the worst division. I'll go Tennessee out of those to have the best chance. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Brian, you're next up. Brian, what do you want to know? I want to know your opinion on Le'Veon Bell having to get respectful, get into that realm of, you know what, I made a big mistake. Do you think he's capable at this time in his career to go to Tomlin hat in hand and go, you know what, I, I screwed up and I want to make a difference with the, you know, with the offense doing the screen passes like he did when he was there before because 60% of his yards were on screen passes and he bailed Ben out a lot. So yeah. what do you think about that? Uh, Brian, I, 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 I don't know Le'Veon Bell at all, so I have no way of knowing how he would handle that circumstance. But I will say this. I think if you're about business, you understand that what Le'Veon Bell was about was getting his money, and it worked. Le'Veon Bell wanted to get set-for-life money, and he did from the Jets. What he tried to do, generally speaking, worked. And how badly the bridges were burned in Pittsburgh, as I said before, I asked Ryan Clark that, and I don't know that anyone really knows. So I don't know what he would have to say to Mike Tomlin. I think if he went back to Mike Tomlin and said, listen, I get that we had some bad moments. I wanted to get my money. It wasn't going to happen here. I got what I needed. I'd like to come back and I'll play my behind off for you. I think Mike Tomlin would say, let's go. I don't see why they wouldn't. So 
I don't know if he has to go to him hat in hand. I think he just has to go with him, you know, cleats on feet and be ready to go play. And the Steelers will bring him back. And I think the combination of him and Connor and Chase Claypool and, and Juju with Ben and that defense gets better. And the Steelers are one of the teams with a real shot. Matt, you're next up on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Matt, what do you want to know? So, Greedy, what I want to know, you can put on Twitter later. Um, out of all the books you wrote, what was your favorite one to write? And also, what are you reading now? I used to love that you would put up on Twitter or Instagram books you're reading and give us all suggestions. Well, isn't that nice so of you? So I appreciate that. Thank you, Matt. That's very nice of you. I, I am actually just finishing the book Where the Crawdads, uh, whatever that book is, whatever the, Where the Crawdads Sing or whatever it is. Um, it's fantastic. I'm just up to the critical part. She's just, well, I don't even want to give it away. The book's been on the list for like a hundred and something weeks. So I'm late, late to the party, but it's a fantastic book. Where the Crawdads Sing, it's fantastic. Fan, absolutely fantastic. And of the books that I wrote, the one I'm proudest of by far is all you could ask for. And we give all every 100 cents of every dollar that I make on that book, we give to the V Foundation to fight breast cancer. All right, Greeny, with you on ESPN Radio. Time for one more. Levi, you're on ESPN Radio. What do you want to know? Hey, what's up, Greeny, man? Hey, love the show. What I want to know from you is, what are your thoughts on the Jets potentially giving up early on Sam Donald and potentially going after Trevor Lawrence? Me, personally, I, I think Sam Donald's a heck of a baller. I think he can ball. It's not him. I think it's Adam Gase. But, Greeny, what are your thoughts, man? I think, Levi, that if the Jets wind up with the worst record, they will take Trevor Lawrence. And a great many evaluators have told me that they believe Lawrence is a prospect, the likes of which we haven't seen since Andrew Luck. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I've said many times, I believe more young quarterbacks are ruined than developed. I think if Patrick Mahomes had been drafted by the Jets, the Jets would be looking for Trevor Lawrence now. what, What the Jets have going right now and their coach could ruin any player. I believe Sam Darnold could wind up somewhere else and become a star. A superstar. Sam Darnold has star qualities and has star level talent. So if I were the Jets, I wouldn't be giving up on him. I'd be trying to build a team around Sam Darnold. But I don't think that's what they're going to do. I think if the Jets wind up 0-16, which they easily could, be incredible if the Jets wind up 0-16 and don't get the first pick in the draft because the Giants might. But one way or another... Um, I believe the Jets would take Trevor Lawrence. I would build around Sam Darnold. It's been a fun day. Thanks for being here. See you tomorrow. Greeny, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast.